Thank you for joining us. We are Bad spo- Sports. Well, bad Sports. <laughs> I'm your host, Eric Grundy. With me is Mark Bradford. How are you doing? Good, man. Tremendous. Yeah? Mm-hmm. This is our sports quote of the day. It is Floyd Mayweather telling Larry Merchant, you ain't shit. I remember this. Live. You were in charge of the fight. You were aggressive and trying and taking advantage of what you saw. You know you what I'm going to do? Because you don't ever give me a face shake. You know that? So I'm going to let you talk to Victor Ortiz, all right? I'm through. They put somebody else up and give me an interview. What talk are you Victor talking Ortiz. about? What you, are you, you talking heard about? Him. You never give me a face shake. Yeah, I got it. You I heard him. Fire you. you don't know shit about boxing. You ain't shit. You ain't shit. <laughs> That's funny. That was Floyd you heard Mayweather. Him. <laughs> I love that part too. <laughs> that might be a new dub. You heard him. <laughs> you heard him. And then at the end, all right, I'll just play it through. You got shit. I wish I was fifty years younger you and I'd kick care. your ass. You won't do shit. You wouldn't do nothing. You heard him. <laughs> I like how they were not intimidated at all. They're like, you're not gonna do anything. You wouldn't do anything. Oh, he's old as fuck. Of course he's not going to. I know, but they were like, some people would have been like, oh, 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 just got riled up. But they were like, get the fuck out of here. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> Good TV. He really thinks he got it, dude. He's like, I told him. Yeah, that guy's still looking at him. That's it. You hired him, guy. <laughs> Let me see. You don't ever give me a face shake. You know that? So I'm going to go and let you talk to Victor Ortiz, all right? I'm through. They put somebody else up and give me an interview. What, what are you Victor talking Ortiz? about? You heard him. You heard him. I love that. <laughs> what are you talking about? Thanks again for joining us. We hope you had a fantastic weekend. Enjoyed your 4th of July. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. We've been uh, I've, we've been struggling. I've been fucking up big time as a producer. This is our like third time recording. We're not producers though. Yeah, as I said, I'm like I'm not a producer. I'm not a producer. <laughs> Mark, how was your weekend? Do anything fun? Uh, we, go, we went disc golfing on. We did go disc golfing Saturday. You got your ass whooped. I did. I was got plus your ass six. Whooped, boy. I, I did. I under. did pretty good on the back nine though. I, I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> no, y'all drove were, me a few times. They were better than, uh, I don't know, they better than the back nine than they did in the yeah. first nine. I'm a back nine type of guy, too. Yeah. So how was your weekend? See any fireworks? Yeah, I saw some fireworks. Went to a neighborhood in Ada. There's a private show. Who'd you go there with? Anybody only. Know family people. Friends, friends of the family. Family people. Family. Okay. Family, that's all I'll say. <laughs> Okay. In the family. How'd it go? It's good. A kid got hit in the face by a firework gone awry. They were from Portugal, too. They were, they were here on vacation. I'm like, damn, I got no American okay. insurance. Damn. Were they okay? I don't know. They went to urgent care. That's why I don't like fireworks, man. I don't know. I'm not a fucking doctor. I didn't even get a look at the kid. So much blood, though. I don't trust fireworks. I don't trust, I especially don't trust people shooting them off in their backyard. I think it's fun. I'm not afraid of it. I fireworks were coming it. at me too, dude. I didn't even flinch. 
Shut I was the like, fuck I was up. like, I'm definitely not going to urgent care if I get hit. Why? You don't you have health insurance? Dude, they're not, they're not like deadly. They're like. Well, I, I'm not I'm sure what kind of fireworks you're talking about. I mean, they're the. They're, they were in the. Ca- the I mean, that's like a cake of fireworks. It's like a. Yeah, but they're not the ones that you see downtown. They're not. They're not the ones you see down. Say it. Don't spray it. They're not the ones you see downtown that okay. are like the big hundred grand shows. They're not the illegal ones. They're not. The, what I'm saying is, the ones you see downtown, their mortars are like this big. Like a fucking. Like some of them are the size of like cantaloupes. Mm-hmm. And these ones are like ping pong ball sized. Okay. My cousin has a 4th of July show at his place in. It's just that we're Sheridan. rich people, and that's what rich people do. They go he to. He spends like 10 grand. Yeah. I. On fireworks. You're burning it. Like, I used to sell fireworks illegally out of my garage. You did? I did. You don't look like the type. What? How'd the type to the, not make a dollar? The type to sell fireworks. They fell off a truck. I was going to say, did, is that how you them. just got them? A lot of them fell right off of a truck. Right into your lap? You could say they were, brought, they were brought, sold them. Whoa, they were brought to me. Whoa. They were brought to me. Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know if I can trust you. <laughs> you sure you didn't drive to Indiana? I didn't drive to Indiana. They were actually delivered to my... Because I got friends in low places. <laughs> they were delivered to me. What? Okay. Delivered, too. Yeah. Did you have to pay anybody back? Well, no. I. We paid him straight up right there. Oh, okay. So you bought them and then resold them? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. To my neighbors Shrink and stuff. profit? Mm-hmm. You don't have to go in details. Mm-hmm. But About $1,200. Damn. Small time, though. That's small time for firework game, dude. Dude, that's small time for the firework game. Shut up. <laughs> that makes shit. Dude, there's some people... They probably make... Take their fireworks seriously. I know. They'll hurt you. Have you just leave you like... <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Like, they'll fuck you up if you try to steal from them? Yeah, or? dude, you try to sell on their land... What? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, maybe some people are like that. Yeah, it was my turf. It's my firework turf. I don't give a fuck about fireworks, dude. I I had some friends. We shot off fireworks That's what at we Kosciuszko call Hall on American. side. Kosciuszko. And That's not very American. We uh <laughs> Polish as shit. Dude, America is full of immigrants. Anyways, we're in the parking lot and Colin was shooting off these fireworks. Colin and Shoop. When was this? My friend Shoop. This is like I don't know, six, seven years ago. All right, cool. And we're in the parking lot, and the something happened, and the the mortar went off quick, like sooner than normal, and it was right next to the building. I mean, it didn't go that high. It was like we were expecting it to go much higher, but as it was like, I mean, it almost hit the roof. It almost hit the power line. It almost hit the trees. with just this big, low-level explosion. <laughs> Not explosion, but like it, that's where the fire. It is an explosion. Off. Scared the shit out of us. I thought we were gonna burn down the Kashushka Hall and the fucking transformers and the power lines. Optimus Prime. Um, we booked <laughs> the fuck out after that. We were like, go. We just scattered and ran back to Colton's house. Um, <laughs> and I was like, that's it. I'm never doing fireworks again. Fuck all of that. I uh, used to live next to the pub, and we were shooting mortars out of a tube. In their parking lot, and one of them all shot up into the air, and then one comes out and just goes, and just shoots like eight feet and lands right there, and just goes, 
Boom! Oh my god! This is pretty big. It's cool. It was like a double shot, so it was like did two explosions. It was yeah. Then we we're like, all right, time to go inside. <laughs> back up, Terry. That was back up, Terry. That's before <laughs> they were legal here. Put in reverse, Terry. Well, long before put it in reverse, Terry. We hope you had a safe and fun Fourth of July with your friends and family. I went on a pontoon boat. It was a lot, of, a lot of fun. Went on a pontoon boat. Um, got drunk. Drank so many seltzers. I didn't get drunk. Wow. Got drunk. Shame. Had some uh, hobo pies. It was good. Hot dogs. Made some brats with my mom. Made some brats with your mom. Yeah. You and your mom made some brats. Yeah. On the grill. Yep. Nice. What'd she was put? drunk, so she likes to. Uh, she likes to, I thought you just take the raw brats and throw them on the grill. She likes to like cook them and boil them first. Is that the you can way put way? them on her grill? You can. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, just throw them on the fucking throw them grill. On the grill. And she was like, no, I'm boil it. And then she was a little buzz. Give she me was, the fucking brats, mom. And then when she was dumping the water out, I tried to pull them out of the water. She was Go. like, no, 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 let's just dump. Them. She was dumping the water into the sink. And there were suds in there from doing dishes, just and one of the brats the fell into the suds. <gasps> That's the cleanest brat, though. I'd cook it right off. I'd pick. I was like, Mom, just let me I'm grill sorry, the Grandy, fucking brats. I'm sorry, I'm fucked up. <laughs> Mom is fucked up again. <laughs> she, was just, she just stuck her hand uh, in Do you the hate sink me? And she's just like Why? looking for the fucking brat. In the Why sink. do you talk to me like you hate me? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm it's sorry. It's fine. Denny will eat it. <laughs> My stepdad. I'm sorry. I'm fucking drunk again. <laughs> she doesn't drink often, so I knew that if we drank, she'd Fuck be a little, up. she'd be a little goofy. I don't know what happened. All right. So <laughs> he's, he's like, this tastes like soap. He was a little buzzed too. I don't think he cared. He was golfing at the time. What's his name? Denny. <laughs> Give it to Denny. He's fucked up too. All right, we're going to jump into some NBA news. A lot to get into. Mark, for the third time, you want to run through this story? You'd think I would know it by heart by now. Yeah, but you don't. No, I don't. <laughs> it's a lot of words. It is a lot. It's a, it's a story, you know. Charlotte Hornets restricted free agent. Miles Bridges has been charged with felony domestic violence stemming from an incident earlier this week. The LAPD posted on Twitter that Bridges was arrested for intimate partner violence with injury, a felony on Wednesday following an incident two days earlier in West Los Angeles, and he was booked on a felony domestic violence warrant. He was released on a $130,000 bond and has a July 20th court date. Michelle Johnson, the mother of Bridges' two young children, posted several pictures on Instagram on Friday of what appeared to be injuries and a medical report that read adult victim of physical abuse by a male partner. Assault by strangulation, brain concussion, closed fracture of nasal bone, contusion of rib, multiple bruises, strain of neck muscle. That's that. That's what was on the medical report. That is terrifying. Yeah. I actually saw the pictures, and they looked shocking, to say the least. It's, it's just it's absurd how much pain an individual can go through, especially a woman like her. Like a smaller woman, she had, God, she had bruises everywhere. I think she had a black eye. She even had cuts and like marks from her ears that looked like they were damaged. And I was saying, that's just her face. Who knows what the rest of her fucking body looks like? 
I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> I know. Uh, it still makes me laugh, though. But it's sad. It's a tragedy on multiple levels. It's just absolutely terrifying. And I'm, I just want to congratulate her on coming out. And go ahead. Carry on. She didn't mention Bridges by name, but wrote on Instagram... <clears throat> I hate that it has come to this, but I can't be silent anymore. I've allowed someone to destroy my home, abuse me in every way possible, and traumatize our kids for life. I have nothing to prove to the world, but I won't allow anyone who could do something so horrible to have no remorse and paint a picture of something that I'm not. I won't allow the people around him to continue to silence me and continue to lie to protect this person. The six foot seven, 225 pound Bridges was a Hornets leading scorer last season, averaging 20.2 points and seven rebounds in his fourth NBA season. The Hornets had extended Bridges a qualifying offer earlier this week, allowing them a chance to match any offer sheet made by another team. The team indicated earlier this week, prior to knowledge of Bridges' arrest, that it wanted to re-sign him. The Hornets released a statement on Thursday indicating that they are looking into the incident. NBA spokesperson Mike Bass said, we are in the process of gathering more information. They got their detective hats on. Yes, and that is uh, very common for a franchise or a league or a team or organization to just do their own research first to kind of verify with the authorities before they make any um, decisions. Excuse me, just yet. I believe that he's never going to play again, that they're going to release him. But there's something that she said that really stood out to me that that makes me admire her even more when she said, I won't allow the people around him to continue to silence me and continue to lie to protect this person. That's the scariest thing. That's one of the scariest things about the world is that when you have someone, like whether they're physically powerful, like he is, six foot seven, 225 pounds, incredibly athletic, but also financially powerful. He has an incredible amount of wealth than the average person. When people have that power, they're not alone. Usually there's people around them. Usually there's like a posse or an entourage or I'm sure her, his agent, something tells me that he's not, I don't know, like something tells me he's not innocent either to an extent. He's probably trying to save face as much as possible. Maybe, I um, don't know. But usually the people around someone like him, they're either usually aware of it to begin with and somewhat a proponent of it. I'm on his Twitter and I'm looking at just some tweets that he tweeted. These are prior to it. Girly, just want me for my jewels. I'm finna dip set. (laughs) He did not write that. He did write that. He did write that. I'm finna dip set. I'm finna dip set. And he also said, Golden Corral got ice machines. Dude, what the fuck? July 22nd, 2022. That was the last tweet he sent out? The last tweet he sent out. Um, uh, can we all agree that Booker T and Hulk Hogan incident was the funniest shit ever on World Wrestling Federation? Okay. That was the last thing he sent out. Oof. Can we all agree? And, and then he autocorrected it to WCW. I can't agree with him that Booker T and Hulk Hogan incident was funniest shit ever. God damn it. Well, in other news, I don't think Miles is going to play. 
ever again. It's an absolute tragedy for her and her family to go through this and to endure this trauma and PTSD that they will most likely suffer for the rest of their lives. But also for him, someone like him who's so gifted as an athlete that he has to ruin himself like this and and hurt others. It sucks. Maybe I do see stuff on his Twitter about being in the studio before, so maybe he will have a rap career. He The, the only basketball he's going to be playing is going to be in prison. He's got some street cred. I don't know. That's, I don't think he'll go to prison. Money talks, son. He's still got, he got that's a millions felony, of dollars. Though. Who's being charged with the Yeah, but you can be put on fucking probation for felonies. Trust me, I he's know He's got some money guys. for good lawyers, though. I think he's going to serve time. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Maybe. I don't know. See that? Maybe. I say he won't go back to the league, but fucking Adrian Peterson whooped his kid, and, and he's boxing Le'Veon Bell soon. Oh, yeah, dude. That's going to be fun. Like He's squeaky clean. Ray Rice didn't go to jail. And he fucking... Knocked the chick out on camera. Yeah. There's footage. I saw it. Man, the NFL wasn't going to do Maybe shit Bridges, until that came out. God, I don't know. Maybe Bridges will just uh, be out tweeting about wrestling again. <laughs> he might continue Maybe he will that. join the WCW. Yeah, they'll find In other news, there's a lot, a ton of off-season transactions going on in the NBA. One of the... Bigger headlines includes Zion Williams signing... Zion Williamson. Williamson. My apologies. Zion Williamson signing an extension with New Orleans, possibly worth $231 million. Man, he is jacked. I find that a little... I know they don't have any other superstars, but I don't know if I'm ready to call him a superstar yet. I think he's just really good, but he's been injured. Because in comparison, John Morant is getting the same contract for a five-year extension with Memphis. And that's a deal. He's a good player. I think He's, that's the max, 231. Yeah. I think that's what New Orleans is playing. They're paying just about the max to keep Zion. Because he probably wants to leave, so they had to pay him a shit ton. Even though he, Although he did say there are some stipulations in his contracts that benefits the Pelicans in case he's injured. So he's not going to get that money unless he doesn't play. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I The Pelicans, I think, could be a decent team. They actually went further than people thought. They, I think they were in the play-in for the playoffs. They weren't eliminated right away like the Pistons were. They are better than the Pistons. They made some strides. If Zion's healthy, they could be a decent team, but... I have a feeling that contract's going to hurt their cap, man. I don't know. I just don't know if it's, if it's worth it. Out of all the superstars out I got there. For a guy who only has 85 games played. Yeah, in like three He's years. Been in the league three years. Yeah. It's not very wise. I'm, Granted, his points per game average is 25.7. No, he's a great player if he's healthy. A lot of potential. I'm just worried that this might... Come back to haunt the 60% Pelicans. 60% field goal percentage. That's pretty good. He's a good player. He's got a ton of potential. He just needs to fucking lace him up. Yeah. Moving I on. mean, he's got a big body. He's yeah. tough to keep big people healthy. That's true. That is, well, speaking of uh, big bodies, tall people, KD, he's requesting a trade for Brooklyn. 
along with Kyrie, he'll be expected to be he's expected to be traded as well. Katie gutted that team. This is just leaving him. This whole situation is really affecting Katie's reputation in the league. And I'm sure someone's going to take him. But I have to imagine some teams are a little apprehensive. Would you say so? Seeing what he did, he came to Brooklyn and said, Hey, I'm here. I want to find a team. I'm here for the long haul. By the way, you should get Kyrie. And they're like, okay, yeah. they push for Kyrie. Then they're like, okay, well, Harden wants to leave. Some people think that KD pushed Harden away. And now they lost Harden. Now they're losing KD and Kyrie. Yeah. And the team's gutted. And everyone thinks that this is the biggest dumpster fire they've seen in a long time. Could be, yeah. And all they have is Ben Simmons. Who doesn't play either? And when... <laughs> When he does play, he doesn't take the shot when you, when you need him to. So the Nets are not looking good. I'm actually very curious to see where KD's going to end up. I, I don't know. People think that Kyrie's going to the Lakers. I'm more concerned about where KD's going to go because KD's the one that's really kind of fucked Brooklyn over. Moving on, Levine signs a five-year, $215 million extension with uh, the Chicago Bulls. That's a good sign for both of them. I think he's a great player. Happy he's getting paid. I think the Bulls are on a roll. They also signed Andre Bulls Drummond. Dot Bulls. Andre Drummond to the Bulls for two years, $6 million. That's a decent signing. I'm a fan of Andre Drummond. Yeah. Maybe because he played for the Pistons. Minnesota made some very interesting transactions. They traded for the former Jazz star, Rudy Gober. For four first-round picks, which is cr- yeah, pretty Over crazy. time, it could pay off. but Yeah. They also signed Carl Anthony Towns to a four-year, $224 million deal. That's an awesome signing. <laughs> He's a huge impact player. Him and Gober together are probably going to be a scary team. Hopefully, DeAndre Russell can step it up with the Timberwolves. Otherwise, I actually really... Uh, the Timberwolves might be becoming one of my teams I'm going to root for other than the Pistons. I like them. They're kind of underdogs. They're just now hitting their stride. They might be an exciting team to watch. I'm worried about Gobert's former team, the Jazz, though. They just lost their coach. They just lost him. And the only one left is Mitchell. And I have a feeling he's not going to be there much longer. I don't think he's enough anyways. No. Well, the, yeah, he can't do everything by himself. I'm curious what the Jazz are going to do because they're not in as bad as a situation as the Nets, but they're looking a little desolate of talent right now. Uh, moving on to the Mavs, they they lost Jalen Brunson, who signed with the Knicks for four years. Jalen Brunson lost the Mavs, I think. Yes. He signed with the Knicks for four years, $104 million deal, which you and I were talking I think he just left for the money, man. Yeah. I mean, why else would you want to not play for Luka? Good management, good GM, good owner. The Knicks are... Not playing for Luka, playing with Luka. Yeah. Did I say for? You did. Yeah. I mean, You play Knicks, for me. It's hard to even say with a straight face that the Knicks are a very well-managed team. Because oh. they're kind of not. They didn't even draft anyone in the first round this in this recent draft. That's... Come, that's, what the fuck it's are you not doing? Great. 
So <clears throat> that's all the headlines I got so far. We'll keep you posted in the NBA offseason. I'm excited, though. I'm very, very excited for the Pistons. This, this is probably going to be the best they, they'll ever be. I'm also curious to see how the teams shake up. There's always, uh, I mean, especially with KD and Kyrie on the move, you never know what's going to happen. I don't think teams are done either. Any final thoughts before we move on? No, sir. All right. Stick around. Up next, we're going to talk about the MLB, where you're listening to Bad Sports. back we're gonna talk about some baseball <laughs> some baseball <laughs> oh little kitty all right take it away Arenado, cardinals hit four sh- straight home runs uh this was saturday now i believe four straight home runs in the first inning uh, Nolan, Arenado spark- Nolan Arenado sparked a record barrage of four straight home runs by St. Louis in the first inning, then hit a tie-breaking drive in the ninth inning that sent the Cardinals over the Philadelphia Phillies 7-6 on Saturday. Okay. With two outs in the first, two outs in the first, Arenado hit. Arenado, Nolan Gorman, Juan Yepes, and Dylan Carson homered off of Kyle Gibson. It was the first time in Major League history a team connected for four homers in a row in the first inning. The Cardinals tied the MLB record for any inning with four in a row. It was the first time they had done it and the 11th time overall in big league history. The last time it was done, I think, was 2020, and the White Sox did it against the Cardinals. Also, the Cardinals had a relief pitcher that threw 18 of 28 pitches over 100 miles per hour. God damn. Watch your profanity. Yeah, gosh darn. Um, (laughs) Two of the pitches hit 103.4. Woo! Good for them. The Cardinals are doing pretty hot, though. They are 44-38 and 38 in the National League. They're 6 overall. That's not too bad. The National League's pretty stacked right now. So even though they're 6, it doesn't sound good, but they're actually, I mean, they're hanging in there with some of the best teams. They are 4 for 6 in their last 10 games. They're on a two-game losing streak, so I did kind of jinx them a little bit. But the Cardinals are looking good. They're so far, they're having their solid season. They're above 500. And as a baseball fan, I mean, you really can't ask for much unless you're a Dodgers yeah. fan. True. But, I mean, the Dodgers are always good. They just get better with Freddie Freeman now. Yeah. Oh, did you want to listen to that speech? Yeah. Yeah, no. maybe not the whole thing. Okay. Or edit it in. Or we could just listen to it. Fuck it. Well, we don't really have much time either. So I'm just going to run through the standings okay. real quick of baseball. I got the Yankees up top, 58 for 20, 58 and 22. Their seven percentage is .725, one percentage. That's kind of insane. Fuck the Yankees, dude. God damn it. The Astros are second. Red Sox are third. Twins fourth. Blue Jays fifth. And that's the American League. Everyone else sucks. Who else fuck? Sucks. National League, you got the Dodgers first. They're duking it out with the Mets. Uh, the Atlanta Braves are climbing back up. They were good. in the middle of the pack. They were kind of where the Giants are. 
the, which is in the middle. Um, you still got the Reds at the bottom of the National League, the Washington Nationals, and the Chicago Cubs at the bottom of the pitch with a hefty 27 and 52 record. Gotta love it. Detroit Red Wing, or so the Detroit Tigers at 32 and 47. This thing fucking sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, dude. They have a four point four zero five win percentage. They're six of four in the last ten games. Whoa. Two game win streak. They just beat the Royals though. That's why they're winning. The Royals are it's the Royals and the Athletics below them. So those unfortunately those are the only fucking teams they can beat. Uh the Angels aren't doing too hot either. They were doing really well. And they also have two of the best fucking players in the league. 37 to 44. They're doing awful. The Guardians, they're hanging in there. That's all we got for baseball. God, I just... Games are starting to matter now. They are starting to matter now. I really fucking hope the Yankees just lose in the first round of the playoffs. Ooh, the Astros are 9-1 in the last 10 games. That's fucking impressive. Ooh, fuck them. They have a seven-game... Verlander's still, like, the best pitcher in baseball right now, too. Probably. The Miami Marlins are on a hot streak. They're uh, five wins. They're on a five-game win streak. They're, yeah, as I said, the Astros doing very well. Oh, yeah, well. he's got ten wins, three losses, 2.03 ERA. The Astros, back to their cheating ways. I mean, winning ways. <laughs> back to their cheating ways. Maybe they just got better at cheating. I don't know. Maybe they're – I'm not going to accuse them of that without any proof anyways. I don't want to get sued. But that's all we have for baseball. Up next, we're going to talk a little bit about some NFL and some college football. The Washington Commanders agreed to a deal with wide receiver Terry McLaurin for three years, $71 million extension, including a $28 million bonus. That's a whole lot of cash. Good for him. So has the bonus come out of that? Is that like, is the bonus included in that $73 million or is that a separate $28 I million? A, I think it's separate. I think it's a bonus. Fuck. It's $100 million. Why'd you say it like that? Fuck. You sound like a... Fuck. Fuck. That's a lot of money. That... I would, <laughs> I would like to. S- what could you do with all that? Anyways, sorry. He seems no, pretty. You reliable. know, T.J. Watt googled that, right? No, J.J. Watt. Sorry, it was the Cardinals. J.J. Watt. Yeah, J.J. Watt googled what to do with ten million dollars or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's silly. Invest to it. it. You could invest it. You could you buy could property. You could buy property. You could buy restaurants and businesses what would i do um spend a little bit of it and save the rest the rest of it for my family yeah build a dynasty buy, buy a, a sports team oh i was gonna say country buy an island build a castle build your own militia Ooh, that'd be tight have your own army there's this baseball player for the yankees who like has a bulletproof jeep <laughs> I, like, I always thought that's funny. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. What an idiot. He's prepared for the apocalypse. 
Back to Sounds like commanders. he's in some dangerous dealings. Right. Other well, than baseball. New York, you know. So, <clears throat> because it's the off season, we're obviously not talking about fantasy football that much, but we will. Don't worry. Yeah, we will definitely talk about it because Mark and I probably fight over multi- it too. Yeah, we'll probably argue and scream at each other and get pissed and make bets. But we are both in multiple fantasy football leagues. We're very passionate about it. I'm bringing that up because Terry McLaurin. Just some quick advice. This guy is money in the bank. For fantasy football-wise, I've always picked him up in all three years he's played in the NFL. He's incredibly successful. Here are some of his stats. He was selected third in the third round out of Ohio State. He surpassed 1,000 receiving yards in his two of his first three years. His rookie year, he was just shy with 919 yards. His second year, he broke through with 1,118 yards, four touchdowns. In his third year... 1,053 yards, five touchdowns. He's 26 years old, and he's only missed three games in his entire career. Nice. That's also why it's great to have him as a fantasy manager. But don't worry about his touchdowns too much because you got to remember his quarterbacks have sucked. I guess that is the one downside, but that also makes it really impressive. He's achieved over 1,000 yards receiving, but he's had shit for quarterbacks. No offense to Kyle Allen. No offense to Ryan Fitzpatrick or... Um, That's probably the best quarterback he's had. Dwayne Haskins, Rip. Rip. Um, uh, Alan, was an Smith. Um, who's that guy that got injured for the Washington Commanders? Alex Smith. Alex yeah, Smith Alex Smith. Quarterback. He, I mean, he was out of his prime. Yeah, that was when they were the Redskins, by the way, so that's yeah. okay to say. <laughs> I'm just saying, McLaurin hasn't had shit... For a quarterback, and I am not high on Carson Wentz. I think he, this dude is way out of his league right now. I, I don't know if he's going to be the guy there. But that's all we got for the NFL. I just want to touch base Woo! on that one. Oh, real quick. I did forget to mention, this puts Terry... Terry! Terry, this, back up. Put it in reverse. Put it in reverse, Terry. This puts him in the among the highest paid wide receivers in the NFL. You have number wow. one, Devontae Adams, number two, Tyreek Hill, number three, A.J. Brown, number four, Stephon Diggs, number five, Cooper Cup, number six, Mike uh, Williams. Kind of surprised Mike Williams is in there. Not saying he's bad. I'm just surprised he's six. Number mm-hmm. seven, Terry McLaurin, and then number eight, Chris Godwin. I was just, I'm going to call him Terry McClary. Terry McClary. Terry McClary. So good for him. That was smart by the commanders as well. I will commend them. They... Terrence. Needed that. Although he hasn't had much help. He's got Curtis <clears throat> Samuel. That's about it. Moving on to college football, we're just going to discuss our thoughts on USC and mm. UCLA during the Big Ten in 2024. Well, what do you think about that? I guess I'll think more about it in 2023 or 2023. I believe it's 2024. Yeah, but I'll start thinking about it the year before. Okay. I'll be like, man, it's going to be a little bit tougher next year. Is it, though? They might be at a disadvantage, especially if they have to play nah, in nah, Michigan nah, nah, nah. in November. Playing one game in the cold isn't going to be that bad. A lot of these guys are from cold places. A lot of them are already from Ohio and stuff. Yeah, but when you live somewhere, your body gets acclimated to it. You could be you could be born and raised in Michigan, but if you live in Southern California for a couple months, you might get acclimated to the hmm. temperature. Maybe, yeah. 
Wear more clothing. Wear long sleeves. Wear you don't a hoodie. Think it's wear a hoodie. Effect them at all. You think USC and UCLA I think are going to come in there and good. dominate? They'll still be good. I don't think they're. I never said they're going to dominate. You can't dominate against Ohio State. It'll be interesting. To Ohio see State's USC still always one of the best teams. UCLA, I'm not too afraid of. They're kind of. Um, they're still worried about them more in basketball. Rebuilding. USC. Yeah, UCLA and basketball is yeah. pretty good. They're going to be pretty solid. USC is going to be interesting. They just got a new coach from Oklahoma. And Oklahoma. they are dominating the transfer portals right now. A lot of people yeah. are transferring. They're getting all these quarterbacks. They just got, like, the best wide receiver from Pitt. He's transferring to USC. Their football team is going to be pretty solid. So it'll be, hey, man, Michigan's going to be playing California. It'll be really fun. It'll be, be fun for cool. them. We're still going to be watching them in the cold. <laughs> yeah. Great. Have fun travel. playing over there, boys. Get on that plane. It's also different styles of football too. You got the West Coast style, a lot more like heavy passing, whereas um they just want to get in on that Big Ten TV money. <clears throat> yeah, that's what it all is. That's what it's all about. It's between the Big Ten and the SEC. So, yeah, but then you got the Midwest. They run, would you say, like more pro style, like a, a run heavy. Yeah. Like Michigan and Iowa, they run like three fucking tight ends, which. USC, they're like they. Yeah, see when they the see <laughs> when they see Iowa run three tight ends on the field, they're gonna be like, what? Huh? <laughs> what? What the? A what? A what? Also, Texas and Oklahoma are joining the SEC in 2024, which a lot of people are afraid, especially the conferences like the Pac-12, Big 12, and the ACC. They're all kind of nervous because now all these teams are just shifting into different conferences for TV time. Yeah. It's really just going to be, become the North and the South. It's going to be the Big Ten versus the SEC, which I'm not sure exactly how I feel about it. Uh, I'm not too passionate right now. I'm not like I'm not like an absolute yes or no. I mean, does that mean like Michigan's going to get more primetime games too? Like you got to think like maybe. Well, Dude, obviously our games are going to be primetime if they're playing over in fucking California. They're going to have to be, yeah. Yeah, they're going to have to start at like 4 or 7. Yeah. Because 4 o'clock there is like 1 o'clock there. 4 o'clock here is like 1 o'clock there, right? Yeah. It's about three hours difference. Yeah. But we're just talking about two teams right now. It's going to get really interesting when all these teams just start moving in troves. Like you just have all of them dissolving. It's kind of like basketball too where like there's just like a couple major conferences in college basketball. The, the ACC is going to be interesting. I don't know how that – I mean, you got Rutgers and Maryland. They already left the ACC to go to the Big Ten. Yeah, but who were they, though? They didn't really I'm just saying they came attention. from the ACC, so that might be a sign to come of what teams are going to go where. Where do you think Clemson's going to go? Because that's – you know they're already thinking about that. They want to get these good teams. It's weird. It's such a business move. I don't really it's understand dumb. it all. I don't either, to be honest. But I know Texas and Oklahoma are going to join the SEC. Cat Strong. Yeah, she's calling. That'll be cool to see Texas versus Alabama, though. Yeah. That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to college football again, especially now that Notre Dame's got a better coach. I will be paying much more close attention. That is all we got for football. Mark, any final thoughts? Thoughts and prayers? Nope, mostly prayers. Yeah. 
Up next, we're going to talk about some hockey, the NHL, and our beloved Pavel Datsuk. Datsuk has officially retired from hockey. And these are a couple of his stats. He is a two-time Stanley Cup champion, three-time Selkie winner, one he's an Olympic gold medalist, world championship gold medalist, Lady Bing winner. For a four-time four time. Lady Bing winner, which is um that's basically like uh most sportsman like. Yeah, most sportsman like. Just be nice. <laughs> just the, it's the just be nice award. Yeah. Which he won it four times. That's impressive. KHL champion, world championship silver medalist, world championship broad, or two-time world championship bronze medalist, an Olympic bronze medalist, and a member of the triple gold club. That sounds like a fun club. I know, right? It sounds like a club where people. Oh, wee you're on just each other. in the gold club. Well, pff, I'm in. Sounds the like one of those clubs where people wee on each other. <laughs> triple. Triple gold club. Three times. He um he is. One of the greatest Red Wings players of all time. He's my opinion. favorite Red Wing of all time. He played for the Detroit Red Wings. That's why he has a soft spot for us. We grew up watching him since he was a rookie. He was on the most legendary Red Wings teams. He was there when Lidstrom and Iserman led them to their championship, and he was just a rook. And he also won it later on with Zetterberg. He actually led them in that one, I would say. He did, yeah. Two-time Stanley Cup champion. Not only did he have a, an, a just a massive impact on the NHL, but on the hockey world in general, he's a reminder how dangerous Russians are in hockey. Yep. He's also an interesting player to watch because he's not that big. He's very small, durable, quick. Kind of lanky, you'd say. Just very, he was almost untouchable on the ice. He is known for his uh, his moves with the puck. The guy was the he was nicknamed the Magic Man, not because he chose it. He fucking earned it. People just called him the Magic Man. That's how fucking good you have to be with the hockey puck. So, pull up this video. We're gonna watch a couple clips of him. Some of the his best goals. They're probably not all goals. Well, most of them probably are. See, I, at the time when the Red Wings were doing all these playoff runs, dude, it was probably one of the best times of my life working at Pepino's, just watching hockey every night, hanging out with my friends, just cleaning tables and shit. Five hole. He just juked two. Two players. Like, he went... He deep. That was early on, too. He went between, like... Oh, my God. Just went right through them. Five hole. Wow. A turnover in the defensive zone. That suit has his head up. Goes coast to coast. Once he reaches the red line, now he puts on the afterburners. To the outside. It was really fast early in his career, too. And this was in the playoffs. Wow. 
Yeah, this this was in the playoffs. Uh, the conference championships. I do remember them playing the Sharks a lot. Because we were down 3-0 in the series, and we came back and brought it to Game 7, and oh. this, this was in Game 7. And nobody was doing their job at Pepino's when this was on. Nobody was working. We were just watching. I'm cleaning tables, looking at the TV, dropping shit. He could do everything, dude. He could shoot. He could deke. That dude's just lying on top of him. Oh, he tripped and he just fell. Gohan, Franz, and... Oh, this is against Thomas Vokun. Oh, no, this is against uh, Crawford from the Blackhawks. When he just flips it over him. That was so cool to watch. Oh, Anti Niemi. Sorry, not Crawford. I thought it was Crawford, too. I forgot Niemi played for the Blackhawks. Wow. He almost stopped him. So he just popped it over him. It was so subtle. He's like, ah! It was like a little tiny loft. Cool, he stretched out as far as he could. I got, he's just like, no, I'm going to take it. He's like, I'm just going to take it through all of them. See, like when you know something is so cool. Like, even he knew that was cool. Yeah, he doesn't always sell. And all these are, like, in the playoffs. So these are all, like, important. That last play, he undressed four Predators players. Like, they're all... This is when he just takes it from behind the net. Oh, no. Oh, my God. That was nasty. Again, Predators. He was, like... he Whatever it was, dude, he just tore the Predators up. Well, we played Nashville a lot. He tore up Chicago a lot. San Jose. He always tore Nashville up. And Predators again, yep. Watch a steal. Dude, what? You've never seen that one. See, this he is when I was... stole it behind the net and scored so quick the goalie was just standing there and wasn't even thinking that he was going to... Dude, this was when I was like in my hockey watching prime. I never missed a game. I don't well, think I missed a single that two goal that year. The Red Wings were that good, and they were making the playoffs every year consecutively. Most fans watched every fucking Yeah. Game. I remember Pat and I would watch all the time. I would watch at my house, too. Ooh. But it's always better, to, especially when you're rooting for a really good, consistent hockey team. It's yeah. so fun to watch it with your friends. And at least when he was with the team, we were making deep playoff runs. Yeah. Third round, you know. Mm-hmm. Number two, Predators again. Oh, the Blues. Sorry, they looked a little bit alike. Wow. I missed that one. Wow. Bad defense there. Oh, dang. How do you just, like, slip through people like that? Two guys. They both miss him. Right here. He's gone. Houdini. Houdini. Oh my goodness, that is- All right, I'm gonna cut this segment a little short. We're gonna jump into the Detroit Red Wings signed Derek Lalande 
as their new head coach. We've all Red Wings fans have been anticipating this decision. Steve yeah. Eisman is well trusted. We yeah, I trust all believe decisions. in him. He's worked with them before too. Yeah, that's also I thought it was an interesting choice. For there four are a years. few interesting coaching candidates that are available right now in the off season. Um, <laughs> I said Barry Weiss once. Barry Trotz. Yeah. The former Islanders. Yeah. yeah. The former Islanders coach and former Capitals coach. He's available right now, I believe, because the Islanders fired him for some reason. It was so baffling. I don't know why they would do that. I thought for sure he'd be a candidate, but Steve Eisman went with the Lightning's assistant coach, Derek Lalonde. And it does make sense because he has worked with him before. Mm-hmm. And it's possible he wanted someone who is getting their first head coaching job because maybe he thinks that he's going to be more hungry. He's going to cherish this opportunity more and not take it for granted. So let's look at Derek's career. He does have ties in Michigan. He His first job was at Ferris State as an assistant coach for from uh, 2002 to 2006. Then he went to University of Denver as an assistant coach from 2006 to 2011. And then he was the head coach of the Green Bay Gamblers 2011 to 2014. The Toledo Walleye head coach 2014 to 2016. The Iowa Wild head coach, 2016 to 2018. That's the mm-hmm. farm league for Minnesota Wild. Guy's been around the block. And lastly, the Tampa Bay Lightning assistant coach, 2018 to 2022, and he won two Stanley Cups with them. And now his first NHL head coaching job is with the Detroit Red Wings. I do believe he will be better than Blashwell. Although, respect to Blashwell, I don't think he had that much talent <clears throat> to work with. But it was still a right call by Stevie. I think it was right for both parties to just separate and move on. I He looks like Nosferatu, so I think this guy is going to be very serious. Looks like Gru from... He does look like Gru. Despicable Me. Here, let me see if I can... So, tell me what you think about that. What do you think about that? Um, all I need to know is that Stevie Y trusts him, so... That's good enough for me. That's it? That's all you have to say? I, I don't know my, any, much about him. I mean, it's obvious he comes from a winning team. Yeah. Uh, how much say he had in that was, I don't really know. Okay. How involved he was. Assistant coach seems pretty involved. Sorry, I'm trying to look up this segment. Do you want to talk about that? We could always mask? get to that one we next time. That, yeah, we'll do that next time. That's all we have for hockey. Right into us. All of our Red Wings fans, tell us what you think about Derek Lalande. Most of the community is really excited for him. They think that, he, I mean, yeah, like you said, he comes from a winning team. He's also, fun fact, Steve Eisman is the one that hired the Lightning's coach for his first head coaching job. So yeah. right now, for st- selecting Stanley Cup winning head coaches, Stevie is fucking one for one. So we'll see. We're going to take a short break. Up next, we're going to talk about some Formula One. All right. The Silverstone Formula One Grand Prix took place on Sunday, and my God, it was probably the greatest motorsport event I've witnessed in my adult life. Probably mm-hmm. the best F1 race I've seen ever. 
Um, I don't know if I'd say it's the greatest one ever, but the one best one I've seen since I've been spectating the sport. <laughs> what? what I didn't. Thoughts? I I only saw video of it. Like I yeah. didn't. I you know I don't watch the races. I mean I have here, but mm-hmm. I saw the video of the crash. That was pretty intense. Um, but from what you tell me, it sounded pretty awesome. Yeah. But, so I'll get into it. Starting off with qualifying, Science took pole position for Stappen second, Leclerc third, Perez fourth, Hamilton fifth, Norris sixth, Alonso seventh, Russell eighth, Joe Guan Yu ninth. And then the biggest shocker in qualifying was Nicholas Latifi tenth, who everyone thought was just a trash driver and did not belong in F1 and was only there because of dad's money. That motherfucker took tenth in qualifying, so it was just like, what? And then you had people like uh, Vettel in 18th, Magnus in 17th, and Schumacher in 19th. And then but now on the race. So, first and foremost, Guan Yu Zhou, the Alfa Romero rookie driver, crashed on turn one. There was a... There was just a... a collide with George Russell, Joe Guan Yu, and Pierre Gasly. Joe Guanyu was on the left side, Russell was on the inside, and it looked like Gasly was kind of sneaking in the middle a little bit, and he got sandwiched because Russell was trying to close the door. Russell went to the left, got clipped by Gasly, turned into Joe, and then which caused Joe's car to flip, and then it was upside down, and it just went on the tarmac, and then it hit the fucking, hit the barriers flipped into the fence and landed into a crevice in between the barriers and the fence. It was absolutely terrifying. I was genuinely nervous because they didn't talk about it. They didn't address his health because they were still waiting on the confirmation. So I mean, anytime just, a car flips through the air, it's pretty scary. Yeah, and they were still waiting for a while to hear if he, a confirmation if he was okay. So I was kind of pacing. I was like, holy shit, dude. Oh, my God, is Guan Yu Joe fucking Okay. The race, and then also Alex Alban was uh, hit pretty hard, too. He crashed into the barrier straight on, and that was a rough, rough one. He was helicoptered to the hospital. So right off the bat, you had Russell DNF, Guanyu Joe DNF, and Alban DNF. Russell had issues with his tire, but he, he got out of the car to go run to check if everyone was okay, which you're not allowed to do that, so he, had to, he cannot resume. So the race ended with signs winning his first race. He defeated his teammate and Max Verstappen. Max Verstappen had an issue. So it was Sainz and first, Perez second, Hamilton third, Leclerc fourth. And as a Haas fan, I've been waiting this for fucking two years for a double points finish. Mick Schumacher, because his first points finish, Magnussen was 10th. Schumacher was seventh. He was battling Max Verstappen, who had an issue with his car, which is why he was a little bit slower. It was an unbelievable race. It was so fun. I'm so happy for Carlos for getting his first career win. When you're in F1, you're constantly trying to prove yourself, prove your worth. And these guys did it. Carlos did it. Mick did it. And now they're racing in Austria this Sunday. I can't fucking wait. But it'll be a hot place. Is Austria a hot place? It can be. All the hottest places to race. There's mountains there, so not always. Yeah. True. But that's all we got, folks. Mark's got to go bold tonight. Keep bold and bold and bold and bold. So we're going to end it here. Sorry for the late 
post, but we will be back. We've had tough schedules. Lately. Yeah, I have a, I've got a lot going on. I'm uh, getting ready for a new job. We will be back Friday. Thank you for listening. We hope you had a great weekend, great day. Have a nice hope week. Have a great week. Yeah, and, good luck tonight. Uh, stay safe. Goodbye.